This episode is brought to you by Constant Contact. No one makes it easier to create interactive content that drives engagement from your customers than Constant Contact. Unlike other solutions, Constant Contact has a smooth drag and drop design, which provides the most simplified editing experience possible. And if you want to talk strategy with a marketing expert, you can turn to Constant Contact's free live coaching for help. See how you can be a marketer with a free trial at constantcontact.com slash podcast. Welcome to the Ziggler Show. This is episode 459, and today I bring you Zig Ziggler. Today, we get a bit more serious message from Zig on a serious topic, our character. Yet, as always, he's not merely speaking of the right thing to do or being righteous for righteousness sake. He's giving us foundational gold for being the right person. Why? So we can have the success that we desire and help others achieve the success that they want as well. So unless you have achieved all you want, this show is for you. I know it's for me. what you are and where you are because of what's gone into your mind. You can change what you are. You can change where you are by changing what goes into your mind. You cannot become what you need to be by remaining what you are. If you can't take a huge step to begin with, take as big a step as you can, but take it now. That's the key. Take it now. You can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. Today's a brand new day, and it's yours. Hey, everyone. I'm Kevin Miller, your host of The Ziggler Show. Have you ever heard this quote that uh, holding on to anger or grudge or unforgiveness towards another person is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die? In today's message from Zig, he shares a similar perspective in that how we speak about others is the same thing, does the same thing. And I'd say it's a lot more subtle than just being angry, outright angry with someone. And chances are you, like myself, are hurting yourself and don't realize it. So I want you to listen and ask you to listen into Zig, and then we'll briefly break down a few points. Real quick, thanks for all the great reviews and rankings. They encourage us and they help others find the Ziggler show. And I do want to say specifically when you make specific mentions on certain shows, certain episodes, and certain interviewees uh, that we reference, we immediately, Tom Ziggler and myself, will copy those and send them to who we were interviewing just to give them a testimony. So please feel free to do that. Uh, cite a specific in there if you, if you would. But would ask you, if you're willing, give us a rating and review in iTunes and Stitcher and testify to the value you've gotten here and why someone else might want to listen to the show. Uh, we read these testimonials a lot in the weekly Ziggler team meetings. And great if you want to leave your name in there so we can reference you. And you can even let us know that you left an, uh, ref, a review for us by emailing us at ask at zigshow.com. And then we can connect and thank you personally. Uh, speaking of that email address, Tom and I love answering your questions in our Q&A shows so you can give us your question as you're listening to a show, you hear something that's said and you've got an idea, a question, a concern, a feeling that you want to share with us, please do so. We are asking you to, uh, you can do that at by going to URL ask.zigshow.com or email us at ask at zigshow.com. 
zigzaglerpodcast.com. Okay, here, here we go then with Zig Ziglar, and then we'll talk just a bit about it. Want to build winning relationships? You need to remember that the mic is always open and the lights are always on. You ever notice the number of, quote, celebrities when they're quoted about something, they say, well, I didn't know that was for public consumption, or I didn't know the microphone was on, and this sort of thing, which really is pretty ridiculous. Several years ago, I was speaking up in Tulsa, Oklahoma at a trade school. The media, somehow or other, had learned that I was going to be there. As I was speaking, roughly one-third of the kids were sitting there all ears. I mean, they were at the edge of their seats. They were really lapping it up. They were having a wonderful time. Roughly uh, one-third of the uh, students sitting there were reading newspapers or magazines or whatever. And roughly a third of them were leaning back, uh, acting like the way to treat, you know, this big dude from Dallas and coming up there, going to tell them how to do things. Well, when the television camera came in, they started at the very back of the room, and that bright light on the front of the camera was uh, on, and they were uh, videotaping uh, all the kids uh, in that audience. They walked straight down, they came up on the side of the uh, platform, and came behind me, and they're now taking the picture of me talking to the students. Well, I want to tell you, in 10 seconds flat, I saw the most amazing transformation in an audience I have ever seen in my life. The papers disappeared. The magazines disappeared. Everybody sat up straight. They started straightening their hair. I mean, there was a dramatic change in the way they looked. Tremendous lesson there. I said to the kids, now, kids, I want to observe something to you. A few minutes ago, many of you could care less about what I had to say. You possibly still care less. But all of a sudden, you're very concerned about your image. Well, your image is not a thing in the world, but the way you really are. Sooner or later, it's going to show itself. You can fool some of the people some of the time and all of the people some of the time, but sooner or later, as the saying goes, you can fool the boss, you can even fool the people around you, but as employers, I can tell you, you will never fool the people below you. They get to see you warts and all. They get to see the good part and the bad part. I said to the kids, you want to always remember that the lights are always on and the mic is always open. If you will keep that in mind, then you'll be able to go further in life. Out of the Wall Street Journal, here's what we read. The snake that poisons everybody. It topples governments. Wrecks marriages, ruins careers, busts reputation, causes heartaches, nightmares, indigestion, spawns suspicion, generates grief, dispatches innocent people to cry on their pillows. Even its name hisses. It's called gossip. How true. How very true. I love this also. I am an office mystery. I've never seen, but I'm everywhere. I'm always on the job and often forecast imported events. I make and unmake morals, reputations, and cooperation, but I'm seldom blamed for my mistakes. I have no responsibilities, and I am one of the most powerful molders of opinion. I add humor and anger to the office, and I pass with the speed of sound. I am basic in human nature, and you must accept me. I grow right behind you. I am the office grapevine. How true. The words we use, so enormously important in life itself. 
Above all things, we need to make sure that our heart and our attitudes are right. I like the story of uh, this uh, young woman and her mother were uh, talking and the daughter's close friend, Linda, uh, showed up in the driveway, long driveway, and the daughter said, do you know Linda is so slender, I just hate her. And the mother said, well, now, come on. You know, perfectly good and well, there's something you can do about that. She said, it sure is. Linda, sure glad to see you. I've been saving you a big old piece of chocolate cake. (laughs) (laughs) That's not exactly the approach I had in mind. How important our relationship? Well, God issued two commandments on which he hung all the law and the prophets. One, love God. Two, Love your neighbor as yourself. Albert Einstein put it this way. Love thy neighbor as thyself is like a natural law, almost like a physical part of the universe. How important are words? Several years ago, the redhead and I were at a little resort area not too far from here. It was a weekend. We were scheduled to play golf. We were to tee off, I believe, at around 1.30. As it often happens on uh, holiday weekends, you know, things get backed up and they're delayed. So we got there and uh, I knew we'd be at least 30 minutes late. Well, we were putting and piddling around until tee-off time got started. Well, finally, there's one foursome in front of us. The redhead and I were standing there waiting for them. And this young six-foot-four-inch, approximately Adonis, was on the tee box. Weighed about 240 pounds, had about a 48-inch chest and about a 31-inch waist. Kind of guy you could instantly dislike. I mean, he had muscles in places. I don't even have places. Well, he stepped up there, you know, to the tee, and uh, he teed his ball up, and he took his uh, driver, and, and he laid it down, and he picked it up. And he laid it down and he picked it up. He would get ready and then he would look up. He'd get ready and, and finally, you know, I, I turned to the redhead. I said, well, that guy's not a golfer, that's for sure. She said, well, how do you know? I said, oh, come on, sweetheart. I've been playing golf a long time. I've seen a lot of golfers and I can tell you that dude is not a golfer. Well, finally, after what seemed like forever, he uh, threw the club back. And he busted that sucker about 240 or 50 yards right down the middle. Well, so much for my golf expertise. Well, he walked over to his cart. He put his club uh, in his bag. He walked straight back to me. He said, Mr. Ziegler, I heard what you said when you spoke in our community about two years ago. It completely changed my life. I want you to know it's just an honor for me to be on the same golf course with you. I don't need to tell you how I felt about two inches tall. And the thought occurred to me right then and there as I asked for forgiveness. What would my impact have been on him had he heard what I said then? Folks, our words are so important. We need to be very careful about what we say to and about other people. One of the men whom I admire and respect a great deal is Rabbi Daniel Lappin. He's one that I do a lot of talking with about the theological aspect of what I discuss. I never record it, as you've heard me say in other recordings. I never speak it, I never write it, until I've checked it out psychologically, theologically, and physiologically. Because we are physical, mental, and spiritual. 
And unless we put them all together, then we're going to take too big a chance of being in error. Rabbi Lappin uh, has this to say in his publication called Thought Tool. If we listen as others are maligned, in spite of our disinclination to believe what we hear, our relationship with a vilified individual is forever altered. In other words, we are involuntarily influenced by everything we hear. Harmless gossip does not exist. Listening to gossip can even leave us feeling dissatisfied with our spouse, children, employees, friends, or life in general. Speaking gossip usually leaves us feeling less worthy. Words penetrate to our souls and cannot be erased or ignored. In the Old Testament, in the book of Leviticus 19.14, it says, Thou shalt not curse a deaf man. Well, now, if a deaf man can't hear, what's the damage? The damage is what is done to the individual who utters those words. See, acid destroys the vessel which contains it. Before we dig into some of that message, I want to thank Zip Recruiter for their support of this episode. If you're in the position with your business or company to be hiring people, do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Posting your job in one place is not enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites. And now you can with Zip Recruiter. They have 9 million resumes that you can search through in their database already. You can add multiple people to your account to make it the most efficient for your team to find the best hire. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 200 plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with one click. ZipRecruiter's handy website shows trending career fields, cities, and searches. You can find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. And if you run into any issues, don't fret. ZipRecruiter's friendly and human support staff are there to help. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been featured on Forbes, Wall Street Journal, Time Magazine, The New York Times, TechCrunch, and CBS, and why it's been used by over 1 million businesses. Right now, Ziggler Show listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash free trial. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free trial. Okay, so a significant message there from Zig. So folks, I want you to think about the people you know in your family, your work, your church, your social group, your school, the people that you are consistently around. Now think about who amongst them is doing well. I mean, they're generally happy, positive. They have good relationships. Others like and respect them. You like and respect them and other peoples and you people, people and you yourself would trust them ultimately. Yeah. I mean, you may have friends that are fun that you love and that you have some respect for, but I'm, I'm looking overall here. You wouldn't sometimes though, with those people necessarily trust them with your money or your kids or your heart. Even you wouldn't go into business with them. Um, now, you know, we're looking, we're, we're, we're getting a little intimate here with this, but I really want you to think about these folks. Now, a question about the person, the people that you pull out and say, gosh, no, I think they're doing well. 
They seem pretty solid. They seem pretty healthy. They seem like they're doing well. And I, I know, and I like them. I like who they are. Think about that person. And that to what Zig said, how often do you hear them talking negatively about others? How often do you hear them speaking criticism, gossiping about others, making snarky comments about others? And you can even take that to just life and issues in general, because that same person, uh, we can talk about it in regards to people, but we could also say, you know, how often do you hear them negative, snarky, uh, criticism, gossiping about, you know, the office politics, uh, anything in the culture. I mean, it's, it's generally a flavor. It's just, if somebody's doing it in one area, they're doing it across the board, but think about again, this, you know, we're, I'm going to call them a healthy person, uh, somebody that you trust and like, and seems to be doing well. Are they doing such things? Are they speaking in such ways? And of course, chances are they are not. That is significantly telling. And conversely, think about those people that you know who are speaking in those negative ways. How does it seem to be working for them? Not well, I'm sure. And you know, you may know someone who's just to kind of give a caveat here, not a caveat, but just to, to put it out on the table. You may know, may know someone who's excelling in their work or financially or sports or whatever. So they have an area that they're excelling in but they don't treat others well. They don't speak in the ways that we're talking here. They don't speak positively, uh, which is why my preface here was not, we're not talking about just, just uh, success in one area. We are talking about overall life and goals, not just an area where money or work is specifically related. Now in this, you know, we're, it, it helps a lot of times to look out, but ultimately what Zig wants us to do is get in front of the mirror and do a self audit. I mean, if someone recorded us talking at the workplace at lunch with our families in the evening, how would we rate? I mean, friends, the truth is a lot of us are, we're not really aware. And if we're not aware and consciously working to not speak negatively about others, critically about others, chances are we're often engaging in that negative talk about or towards others because it's the, it's the norm. We're a uh, uh, people who tend towards uh, the negative. I mean, that's humanity to a big degree. Speaking critically, snarky, sarcastically is really a norm in our culture. And it's absolutely, I think it's very much influenced by the media. That's often what is funny. I'm really at the age of 46 now. I have come to realize that in the comedy segment, whether it's sitcoms or like a Saturday Night Live or even in the movies, some of what is just truly by definition uh, funny, some of the things that were funny back when I was a kid have been just replaced by just that snarkiness, uh, critic, uh, snarkiness. That wasn't even a word back then, I don't think, but being critical and sarcastic and that's what's funny and and it's, it's just not, I mean, it can be funny in the moment, but when you really step back, it doesn't make us feel good. You know, it doesn't make anyone feel good. And it's not true comedy. We can go back and say, oh my gosh, who would be funny amongst the, the shows and the actors and, and such actresses and such, if they had to be clean, if they had to be positive, it's interesting that that is not very much the norm. But the point being when the norm is to speak in that negative way, it affects us. 
I mean, it really does. It comes down and we cannot. So again, generally, if you are not consciously aware that you proactively are taking the moments captive, your speech captive to speak the positive, to not speak the negative, you're probably speaking a lot more negative than you realize. And I know that is absolutely the case for me. Sometimes I will catch myself. I'm grateful that this is a conversation we have in my family a lot and we can catch each other in this and say, are we, matter of fact, most every morning, my kids have songs they like to listen to on the way to school. And one is, I believe it's a Christian music artist, Toby Mac, and the song is called speak life. So we've used that and said, okay, okay, we're either speaking life or if we're not speaking life, what are we speaking kids? We're speaking death, daddy. Absolutely. So are we speaking life? Are we encouraging? Are we lifting up? Are we speaking something positive or are we, even if it's funny, if it's in jest, we're just teasing, are we speaking death? And if you can't do one, either one of those, or if you're, if you're struggling there, then just shut up. It's literally what we'll talk about. Just don't say anything. You know, in this analogy, one of my favorite examples, of course, as I often use is our diet. If you're eating a normal diet in our culture, and living a, a sedentary lifestyle, not a whole lot of movement and exercise. I mean, that's the norm. You are gaining weight and or losing muscle tone, and you're having more physical maladies, sicknesses, illnesses, disease. I mean, that is just the norm. We've accepted that as the norm, especially in the U.S. of A. If, however, you are, uh, especially if you're older, if you're fit, trim, lots of energy, seldom get sick or have any aches or pains, it didn't just happen. It wasn't just the luck of the draw. It's not your genetics. We have absolutely ab- uh, 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 abolished that thought. Um, it is only because you are aware and conscious and you are actively walking out daily habits to enable that outcome. It's the same as uh, what we're talking about in this message from Zig is in, in regards to how we talk to people. Uh, same with negative talk towards others here. I mean, if, you, if you're not doing it, proactively, then you are probably falling to the negative. Uh, The best way to work not to is to go in the opposite direction and work to speak the positive, or at least again, just keep your mouth shut. But it's as we talk about again, in the health and wellness arena, instead of just looking at the things you can't eat. Okay. Oh my gosh, I can't eat gluten or I can't eat donuts or I can't eat bread or I can't eat meat or I can't eat whatever it is. Uh, and said, what can you add? If you start adding in enough, enough stuff and in essence, you don't have enough room for that other stuff. So instead of saying, okay, I'm not going to speak sarcastically. I'm not going to speak negative negatively. I'm not going to gossip. It generally helps our psyche and our habits and ultimately who we naturally are. If we will start refilling that with the opposite and making those efforts to speak positively, to give an encouraging word, to say something uplifting, to someone. Okay. True story. Literally. I, I was kind of crafting out this show yesterday, went, and got my hair cut and the lady cutting my hair starts to recount an earlier angry customer. Apparently it was a, you know, it st- stood out. This guy came in, sat down, he's grumpy. And she was talking about all those things. He said, how ridiculous he was, et cetera. Now I didn't want to just speak up because she was not asking me for my, uh, my counsel and just say, Hey, you're being wrong here. What, you know, and, and, and counter her with something positive. I wasn't there, but I was kind of considering, geez, what might I offer here? Then she kind of takes a deep breath and says, you know, 
I kind of felt bad about for him though. He was walking, he was using a cane. He didn't look very well. He's probably having a hard time. So, you know, I, I prayed for him. I thought, goodness gracious. Yes. What a killer example is that? Now she had just started right there and left out the initial, uh, you know, talking bad about him would have been even better. But it, what was interesting though, as I sat there and, and, and saw this is looking at her, hearing her. And she, when she was talking, she wasn't really even talking that mean. It was kind of, you know, it was a sad thing, but she was a little, you know, upset by it. But when she then took that deep breath, said, you know, I felt bad for him, changed her paradigm. And I prayed for him. Her entire demeanor changed. And of course I jumped right in there and said, oh my gosh, you're amazing that you did that and just encouraged her there. And I mean, she just continued to lift off the floor to see that physiological, not just psychological, but even the physiological change that is, that's big medicine, as they would say. I mean, this is highly, highly relevant to each and every one of us in our lives. And regarding what that lady said in my experience there, sometimes it'll be hard to find or speak a positive, but in this case, what she did is she spoke grace. That's another aspect that we can generally do because we may have somebody think, I know that they are really a jerk and you know what? They may really be. So we're not again, trying to just be Pollyanna and paint something a color that it is not, but we are trying to find positive, but we can always choose to give grace and assume grace and assume that, that, you know, that there is a story because anybody who is speaking in a negative way is it's coming from a negative feeling. And so to give somebody that grace is again, another aspect that we can grab onto. Well, Zig said next that we can't hide our character that's worth digging into right after I recognize Captera for their support of this show as well. So let me tell you real quick about Captera. It's the place you need to check out before you buy any software. I run so much of my businesses using online technology. It's amazing that we can get things for pennies on the dollar for things we used to spend tens of thousands of dollars for in the past, but things like email marketing platforms or text marketing platforms or websites and hosting companies, things of that nature. So many of them in the wellness business that I'm in, we use a membership platform and medical records for our patients, communications tools. It's endless. And while I love using these software products, it can be mind blowing to figure out what to use, what is best. So Captera has made all of this incredibly easy. Take the membership management as an example that I just mentioned. I went and searched for it by category. Captera gave me 185 software vendors. All of them have reviews that are just from the Captera audience. I can search by three stars or higher or five stars, stars or higher. Either way, I can filter by web-based or installed or the most popular. How great is that? And then check this out. I can check the boxes of as many of the ones listed as I want, then hit a link to compare them. It's just really brilliant. So Captera has an easy to use website with over 400 categories of software to choose from. So whether you need help with website building or customer service or project management and on and on and on, Captera is the place to go. And here's the best part. Using Captera is absolutely free. There's no obligation. You don't even need to register. It's a free resource that will help you make the right software decision. So join the millions of people who use Captera every month by visiting captera.com slash Ziggler. You'll find the software that will help you do what you do better. That's captera, 
C-A-P-T-E-R-R-A.com slash Ziggler and start your search today. All right. So again, Zig then next talked about, we can't hide our character. And we all know this, I think, as we're so aware of the truth of others. We can smell unauthenticity, a, a fake, an agenda, a mile away, a bias, a prejudice. We can, we can spot it. You can't hide it. People don't hide it. We know that. I think we all think that we're pretty discerning and looking at others and seeing through their facade, their persona. Uh, likewise though, we are known as well. Our character is obvious to others at the core and can be seen and testified by our friends, the friends that we keep and they know us, our family, our kids, our spouse, our coworkers. I mean, they know us and you can often see, uh, I could go, you know, you could go pull those people and find out who you really are. And a note just on that, that, you you know, when we look at, we're talking about character here and power and authority, those are not indicators of character. Just like we talked about in regards to success a minute ago, Uh, we often reward performance and dominance in areas like business and sports and celebrities, uh, but they can be completely devoid of character with huge deficits and voids in their lives from which we often usually see at some point, some great fall in their life as well. So again, don't be swayed by that, by that we're talking about overall character for overall success in your life and the balance of, as we've been talking about a lot lately, the Ziggler wheel of life. I don't think any of us look and go, you know what? I just want to be rich and I want to be healthy, but I'm okay with my relationships being total crap or, uh, my spirituality being void and, and yada, yada. We all want those things. There may be some that call out to us a little bit more, but if we could, we'd rather have good balance in every area. And that's what we're talking about here. Um, so Zig then says to make sure our hearts and our attitudes are right. I mean, honestly, that's an easy thing to say, but to really, to make sure our hearts and attitudes are right. I think most of us spend time with the conscious or at least underlying feeling that our hearts and our attitudes are not right, which is why he's always calling us to do more work on ourselves, to get in front of that mirror, to do the self-talk cards, which you can find at Ziggler.com slash self-talk and reprogram our brains, give ourselves a prophecy of what we want to be. We may not be today. We may know we're not, but can we start speaking? This is who I am growing to be. Absolutely. And we can get our hearts and our attitudes righter. Okay. So I have a partner in the, in the, in the wellness industry says, you know, none of us can be perfectly well. We can all be weller. So when Zig says, make sure your hearts and attitudes are right. Let's just go with righter. Okay. Maybe they'll never be a hundred percent, right? They won't be You're human, but we can all continually every day, get our hearts and our attitudes righter and more loving and more positive and more caring and more compassionate. And he quotes the biblical scripture, love God, love your neighbor as thyself. And that one, that's a very often used inside and outside of Christianity, a very oft used verse, but I don't know if it's usually utilized well or understood well. Why? Because I think, again, when it comes down to it, and this is what Zig speaks to as he's constantly bringing us back to our self-image, is the reality is that we often don't. We are not loving ourselves well, which is why we are not loving others well. So this verse assumes that you do love yourself. Now, you know, on that, I mean, we can generally understand that we may 
be selfish, self-focused, even if we don't love ourselves perfectly, we do tend to, we tend to our own needs first. And we're often thinking about what we want and what we need. Again, that's just humanity. It's not to beat ourselves up about it. But if we take that though, we could also change that little uh, statement, that little verse to somewhat of saying, you know, can we give the focus and attention that we uh, normally give to ourselves, naturally give to ourselves and give that to God, give that to others. Love God, love your neighbor as thyself. And the good news is we can start doing that today, giving our time and attention and our focus and our care more so to others than we do just to ourselves. But the real point of the verse and why Zig used it is we do want to get to where we love ourselves. And folks, I'm sitting here preaching to myself just as much. I'm a student of Zig and this message, and he's a student of the message that he was given as well. That's a big deal to love ourselves. We have an upcoming show, I'll fill you in. I think it's the next 30 days or so that's going to give a lot of focus to that specific area. But this is a great issue to ponder. Often bad, as we mentioned a minute ago, often bad behavior, negative behavior, negative speaking, criticism, sarcasm comes from not loving oneself. And it's a root cause of our own negative thinking and speaking and acting and the cause of those we speak negatively about. I mean, think about that. If you put that filter on as you go to work, school, church, social group, whatever, family, and step back and as you hear people talk and as they're speaking negatively, sarcastically, critically about others to realize that is not coming from a place of joy. It's not coming from a place of happiness. It's not coming from a place of wholeness. It's coming from a place of pain that they're trying to, we don't do it benignly. It's not just a neutral thing. It, we, we do it when we do it and others are doing it when they are doing it from hurt. Well, who, how many of us want to speak and act and live out of hurt and pain and negative? That's what the, that's the work we are doing here at the Ziegler show. So if our, our, our success, Zig is saying a root, a root, if not the root is learning to love ourselves. A question could then be, can we truly love God and others if we don't love ourselves? I'll leave that with you. That's a big topic there. Well, Zig ends his message today by definitively driving home that there are absolute acute consequences regarding what we say to and about other people. And he cites Rabbi Daniel Lappin, which if that name is familiar we interviewed him and Tom Ziegler and I did in show 342. The title was Righteous Cash and Your Performance. It's had almost 50,000 downloads. And we have had, I think, three interviews lately. And a couple of them may not have been published yet or they're upcoming where the interviewees have cited Rabbi Daniel Lappin. So here's Zig does. But in regards to this message, he cites a rabbi saying the negative things we say about others or hear said about others negatively affect us. It is not benign. And I had a conversation recently at the dinner table with my kids about this. Again, it was in reference to that, that song speak life. And we speak, when we speak negatively or disrespectfully, we are proactively harming ourselves. And of course, you know, it's relevant. Uh, we try to bring relevant analogies and maybe a little bit of fun to it. I said, would any of us sit there, put our hand at the table and just jam a fork through our, our hand and the kids laugh, you know, and of course we, we wouldn't, well, would they do that to one of their brothers or sisters, even if they're irritated with them or our kid at school? Well, of course they wouldn't do that. And I said, that's what 
That's what not only say that's what the what our what our Bible and the 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 testimony of our culture says. That's what is happening when we make the decision, or we just let our flesh immediately respond and speak negatively about others. We gossip about them. We criticize them. We're sarcastic about them. It's not benign. It hurts. We are right then lessening ourselves, literally, physiologically, psychologically. We are taking a hit. We're hurting that person if they hear it. And I think even if they don't hear it, and we're hurting those around us. So for me to sit down, how daunting is that for me to sit down at the dinner table and share a frustration about somebody I you know, had to deal with today, I am sitting there choosing to, to hurt my kids, to drag them down. Man, I, you know, this was incredibly convicting to me to hear. So folks, this is for you, my friends, and putting on a new mind. And this is for myself, putting on a new mind and endeavoring having ears to hear and a mouth to change what we say to and about people. It will increase our success and the success of all around us. Hey, thanks for tuning in and walking with me on the Ziegler show as we all inspire our true performance together.